We're a month into the 2022 season. There's been a lot of excitement and plenty of speculation. It's too early to get carried away. It's not too early to identify winning. Welcome to In the Bullpen with Mark Dewey, sponsored by Developing Contenders Ministries. You're listening to the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Thank you for joining us. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! Teams have played only about 30 games so far in the 2022 Major League Baseball season. But it's the nature of things for those who cover the game, or even for those of us who are fans to draw some conclusions based on a small sample size. On the one hand, you have those who want teams to start printing playoff tickets or who want to give out postseason awards. On the other hand, you have those who are hitting the panic button over a team or player. It's way too early for any of this kind of stuff. Well, if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, it's not too early to hit the panic button. But for the rest of us, it's too early. But whether we're talking about a month into the 2022 baseball season or decades of Major League Baseball, it is much easier to recognize winning and winners. If you've been a fan of Major League Baseball for any length of time, there's one name that ought to come immediately to your mind when winning and winners are mentioned. A man who has exemplified these things for decades. First as a player, and now as a manager. Right-handed delivers. Swing and a miss. Got him on a slider, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros defeat the Seattle Mariners by a final of 4 to nothing, and that is 2,000 wins in the managerial career of Astros skipper Dusty Baker. Congratulations to Dusty. That took place at home in Houston last Tuesday night. Dusty becomes the 12th manager in Major League Baseball history to win 2,000 games and the first black manager in Major League Baseball history to reach that milestone. Here are a few of the words Dusty Baker spoke that night. I think of my mom and dad and brothers and sisters, and most of all, I thank God for giving me the opportunity. Dusty knows winning. He is a winner. He was as a player. He won a World Series with the Los Angeles Dodgers, had a very fine playing career as an outfielder. Dusty has been winning and is a winner as a manager, but also as a man. And so many people have sent congratulations to him in so many different ways. Dusty is as beloved and respected as any man that I know of who's been in Major League Baseball over the last 50 years. Not only is he loved and respected by fans, by his players, by his coaches, but by his son, Darren, who plays professionally for the Washington Nationals. Darren said this, My dad never ceases to amaze me. All of his success has been earned through hard work and dedication. I congratulate him on 2,000 wins, and I'm so very proud that he is my dad. Great words from a son to his father. John Heyman tweeted, Dusty needs to be in Cooperstown. 
Astros catcher Martin Maldonado said this, Here's a guy who was a cancer survivor, stroke survivor, and just to be able to accomplish that milestone, it should be straight to the Hall of Fame. I agree completely with both of those men. Dusty has managed five teams. He began his managerial career in 1993 with the San Francisco Giants. He moved to the Cubs, the Reds, the Nationals, and now the Astros. He led each of those five teams to the postseason. All but the Nationals were teams he took over who had not been winning prior to him becoming the manager. He led a National League team to the World Series, the San Francisco Giants in 2002, and an American League team to the World Series last year, the Houston Astros. What he hasn't done is won a World Series as a manager, and some people hold that against him. Now, I hope he wins as a manager before he is done, but whether he does or doesn't, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Here's another tweet of congratulations. This one from Joey Votto. I love this. Dusty, big congrats on 2,000 MLB wins. That's like 25,000 cell phones, music speakers, and TVs you had players turn off 30 minutes before the game to get locked in for competition. Much love, my friend. And the Astros, as a team, have been playing winning baseball since win number 2,000 for Dusty. Actually, the night before. They have the longest winning streak in Major League Baseball right now, having won seven straight games. And though they've been playing extremely well over the last week, they are not one of the top five teams as it regards wins and losses in Major League Baseball. Through last night's games, the top five records belong to the Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, Brewers, and Padres. The Dodgers are winning 73% of their games so far this season. They have the second longest current winning streak at six. The Yankees are winning 70%. The Mets are 20 and 10. The Brewers and Padres, 19 and 10. Not the best record in baseball for the Mets, but New York, the Mets that is, is the first team to reach 20 wins so far in this season. And one of those wins was last Thursday night in Philadelphia, and what a win it was. The Mets fell behind early by a lot. They went into the top of the ninth inning, losing 7-1. to Francisco Lindor hits a two-run homer, makes the game 7-3, to but it seems to be an inconsequential homer as it regards the outcome of the game. It's 7-3. to The Phillies only need three outs before the Mets score four runs. But then, it's 7-5. to Then, it's 7-7. to Then... Starling unloads one, deep left center, back to the warning track goes Herrera, near the wall, it's off the base, here's Nimmo around third, he'll come in to score, and the Mets take the lead, unbelievable, Starling Marte with his third consecutive hit, drives in the go-ahead run with a double, and the Mets with seven runs in the ninth, lead it eight to seven. An amazing comeback for the amazing Mets. As a matter of fact, one of the greatest comebacks in franchise history for the New York Mets. Joe Girardi mentioned that it was one of the most difficult difficult losses he experienced. Of course, Joe Girardi is the manager of the Phillies. So that was quite a game. And the Mets are having a good season thus far. And those five teams that I mentioned, I think, are demonstrating themselves not only to be winning right now, but they're winning teams. They're winners. 
and they will most likely be in the postseason when we come to the end of the regular season. So that's some teams that are winning. How about some players? Well, first of all, Justin Verlander. He's winning against both age, he's 39 years of age, and coming back from Tommy John surgery at that age. And he is off to a great start so far. Aaron Judge is winning. In particular, he's winning the bet he made on himself. Remember, he turned down a huge contract with the Yankees. And he is off to a very good start. Now, there's a long way to go. And he has a history of injuries. But right now, it looks like he bet on himself and he's winning that bet. Looking to win back-to-back Cy Young Awards in the National League is Corbin Burns. And he is off to a good start. And then, we got this guy. 3-2. He got him again! 11 for Otani! Even more hair on that fastball. Shohei Otani. Cutis! Angels still lead 2-zip. Now they'll play the infield in with Otani hitting, break it open. Nobody out. A run in here in the eighth. Otani sends one the other way. That one's off the monster. That took place last Thursday at Fenway. So Otani was batting third in the order. He went two for four with two singles. But you have to understand, the first single was a ball hit off the center field fence that could have been caught, so the runner at first had to wait. And so Otani only got a single off of it. The second single was what you just heard. And go back and listen again to the sound of the ball off the bat and then the sound of the ball hitting the monster. He crushed it. So two for four as the third hole hitter, but he also was the starting pitcher. Seven innings, six hits, no runs, no walks, 11 strikeouts in that game. On the year, as a pitcher, He has thrown 26 and a third innings. He has 41 strikeouts and only five walks. And Otani is the first player since this guy named Babe Ruth to, at Fenway Park, bat in the one through four spots of the batting order and also pitch. Afterwards, manager Joe Madden, Angels manager Joe Madden said this, I just hope that people understand how unusual it is what you're seeing. And please, never take it for granted. We need to do so. We are witnessing something. We got to see it last year. It looks like we're going to see it again this year. We're witnessing something in Shohei Otani that is extremely unusual. And we should never take it for granted. That's an important lesson, not only about Otani, not only about baseball, but life. We need to be thankful thankful for how the Lord has blessed us in so many ways, and we must never take these things for granted. Now, there's a man that I hope is learning that lesson right now, and that's Trevor Bauer. Finally, a decision came down. Finally, the administrative leave came to an end. But the decision that came down was huge. Trevor Bauer has been suspended for 324 games. Two full seasons. I think it was 99 games that he missed during his administrative leave. During that, he was paid. During the suspension, he is not, which means he is set to lose $60 million. And if the suspension is the full 324 games, he will miss about two and a half seasons of Major League Baseball. And if the suspension lasts that long, and really maybe even if it doesn't, It could be that his career is over. Now, I'm convinced of this. 
Trevor Bauer is guilty of heinous sin. What I'm not convinced of is that he is receiving justice. I don't know. But either way, he engaged in depraved, perverted, wicked, and abominable behavior before the Lord and to women. And there are a lot of people that do not like Trevor Bauer. There are a lot of people that hate Trevor Bauer. But again, there's a difference between his heinous sin and justice. And here's the thing that we know. He is in need of repentance. He is in need of the forgiveness that only can be provided by Jesus Christ. Now here I could say, but that's a conversation for another day. But I'm not going to. First of all, because I'm not done yet. But also because that is a conversation for another day in the sense that I might devote an entire episode to this whole issue with Trevor Bauer. I'm I'm accumulating as much information as I can. I'm probably going to wait until after his appeal is heard and a decision comes down, but I might do that. But the, uh, the other reason I'm not going to say that right now is because some people have asked me to follow up. In other words, they say, well, that's a conversation for another day. Well, when is that other day coming? Well, I actually did one episode, I think at the end of my first year of dropping this podcast, where I addressed, I don't know, four, five, six of those kinds of topics. But today, I'm going to do so, and I'm going to address the, but that's a conversation for another day, that I brought up last week. So this is how I ended the episode last week. Remember last week, I had an interview with Don Cooper, longtime big league pitching coach for the Chicago White Sox. At the end of that episode, I said, And we should all reflect on his words, I don't have a job to protect. And then I continued, so many within Major League Baseball and outside of it are refraining from exposing falsehood and speaking the truth in love because their job matters more to them than faithfully following King Jesus. Well, since then, just a week ago, a major news story broke and it has consumed the news cycle in the last week. And that, of course, would be everything going on around the leak of the document written by Justice Alito as it regards Roe v. Wade. And I tweeted out last week these words. I'm not very Twitter savvy, so I'm asking for help. Please let me know if any active MLBer tweets out that Roe v. Wade ought to be overturned. I'd like to thank and encourage him. And I was sincere in a couple of ways. I'm not very Twitter savvy. But I was also sincere in the fact that if somebody did, I did want to thank them. And I want to encourage them for speaking out. Well, so far, I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything. And maybe it was the same day, maybe it was a day later, Dennis Arfate, who pitched in the major leagues here and then was a perennial all-star and one of the best foreign players ever, in professional baseball in Japan, and also was a guest in the bullpen several months ago, responded with a GIF. And because you can't see it, I'm going to give you the audio, which is going to describe what he sent. So you get the idea. And Dennis Dennis wrote then, they would jeopardize their paychecks, which brings us back to last week's ending. 
And when Don Cooper in the interview said, I don't have a job to protect and talked about how he was so outspoken on things and how I said that I think that there are many people in Major League Baseball and outside of it who do protect their job at the expense of truth. What I believe is happening, the way I ended last week, and I'm now going to continue that conversation now, is that too often among professing Christians in Major League Baseball and in churches everywhere, in vocations everywhere, is that they are not being strong and courageous. They are not contending earnestly for the faith once for all delivered to the saints. They are not living the songs that many of them sung when they were children. I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, or I'm in the Lord's army. They are not getting their eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. And they are not ready to deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow him. Now, as one who should be thinking and speaking covenantally, instead of saying they, I should say we. Baseball is a game. Even Major League Baseball, it is still fundamentally a game. Now, it's the greatest game ever played, but it's a game. But it's not only a game. It's a microcosm of life. Pursuit of winning and being a winner isn't only for those involved in Major League Baseball. It's for all followers of Jesus Christ everywhere. It's time that more of us believe, confess, and live according to the truth that King Jesus has won the victory and that he has all authority in heaven and on earth. It is time for us to believe, confess, and live according to the truth that in Christ Jesus we are winning and we will be winners. Now maybe, maybe we need to turn off our cell phones, music speakers, and TVs to get locked in for the competition. But that's a conversation for another day. Join us next time for In the Bullpen on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Thank you for listening.